Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done only as he ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to you, his sons and daughters. Let's use each and every episode to help us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room, which is racism in the body of Christ. For too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep this issue under the rug while pretending and acting as though it didn't exist. You can help and support this podcast through your love and prayers, and also by telling your families, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server under this title. And remember, If for some reason you don't receive it through the uploads or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Welcome to part two of Why Do I Always Talk About Covenant? Last week, I began to share with you concerning our covenant with the Father. The questions were asked, what is covenant? How important is covenant? Is there a difference between breaking a covenant and sin? And finally, what does God say about covenant? We've talked about the first two questions. Now let's move on to the next. Is there a difference between breaking a covenant and sin? Yes, there is. When we sin, it's usually a matter of breaking one of the commandments or doing something that the Bible specifically says should not be done. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal, etc., etc. We know when we commit sin. We know when we lie. We know when we cheat. We know when we commit sin. However, in divorce or in churches, with pastors and members, as well as in areas where people have committed to one another, when those agreements are broken, whereas it may not be called sin per se, still God is not pleased and he holds us accountable. Our word is our bond. And when we say that we're one with one another, God holds us to it. This is one reason why we must be men and women of honor and integrity. A person can always find a way around an issue when they want to. It's like not adhering to the law, but yet not really breaking it. Integrity will not allow for such. When a pastor betrays his sheep, he has broken the covenant with his flock, whether it's through him personally sinning, lying, stealing from the church or whatever, he's breaking covenants. If a pastor gets to a place where he's no longer seeking God's voice to hear what God wants to speak to his people, 
if he's preaching and teaching with hidden agendas and self-motivations for his own selfish gain, he's broken the covenant not only with his sheep, but with God as well. When the people of the congregation turn against a member, a group of members, for their own personal agendas with hatred, racism, or bigotry, and the leaders of that ministry or church will not stand up for all of the sheep, they have broken the covenant. How? Because it's the responsibility of the shepherd to protect the sheep. Black people are leaving their mixed churches in droves because they don't feel that their white pastors have stood up to cover and protect them from the racism and bigotry that's rampant in the body of Christ today. I've heard pastors that will stand in their pulpits and say things like, we're all created equal, or God loves us all the same. And they're just words. It goes no further than that. Addressing the issues of racism in their church goes no further than those words. That's not enough. Again, it's not about politics. It's about being the men and women of honor and integrity that God has called us to be. It doesn't have to be about loving one another. And that's something we so often hear. It's all about love, especially with those that don't want to stand up and confront the racism in their churches. No, it's not all about love. I don't want your love if you can't see me beyond my skin color and will use that as a reason to keep me from being who and what God has called me to be. Very early in my Christian walk, I was at a very low point in my life. I was working at, as a sitter on the night shift. I had to wear a white uniform. I didn't have a car, which meant I had to catch the bus to wherever I needed to go. I had been invited to a church that was developing a great reputation for the move of God. This was, by the way, an all-Black church. As God would have it, it was on my bus route, so I was able to go there after leaving work. I was welcomed in the church, and I grew. God began to move within me as well as in the church. However, the pastors and many of the leaders of that church, although I do believe they love me, but they could never see me beyond that sitter in a white uniform. It's not about love but about adhering to and obeying the word of God. It's about respect and allowing each individual to live the life that God has called them to live. It's about being the greater partner of the covenant in the church where one is expected to protect those they shepherd. In so many churches, the covenant has been broken and God is not pleased. Let me share something with you. If God speaks a word or a blessing for a church, but the leadership and the people of the church begin to go away that God never intended, that blessing will not come to pass and his glory will not be revealed. It's the same with the prophetic word. If God speaks a word of prophecy to an individual, 
a group of individuals, and they go away that is totally out of the will of the Father, that word that was spoken can at the least be put on hold for an extended period of time and at the worst become null and void. We need to pause and think about that. Our final question for this episode was, what does God say about covenant? God honors covenant as has been explained throughout this episode. But what he says is shown to us in just a few of the following scriptures. This is God speaking in Genesis 17 and seven. And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. In Deuteronomy 4 and 31, he said, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swear unto them. In Psalms 89 and 28, it reads, I will maintain my love to him forever, and my covenant with him will never fail. At the 34th verse of that same Psalms, God says, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the things that is gone out of my lips. In Romans eleven twenty seven, again it reads, God says, and this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. And finally, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty five, which are the words we receive and that has brought us back into the oneness with our Father through the blood of his Lamb, it reads, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Each time we receive communion, we are remembering, being reminded of the covenant that we have entered into through the blood of Christ. It's difficult, if not impossible, to understand the ways of the covenant if we have never studied and understood covenant. I personally believe that covenant was not taught extensively in the Bible because it was so common as well as honored that everyone understood it. A man's word was his bond. It was like in Ruth 4 when the near kinsman redeemer removed his sandal and told Boaz to buy the land himself. Everyone there understood what the removal of his sandal indicated. No further explanation was needed or given. So it was with covenants. We can never truly apply covenant to our lives or live a covenant life if we don't understand it. We must learn and adhere to the covenant agreement that was brought about through the blood of the Lamb. Let me add one other question. Why is covenant so important? I would hope that for the most part, every Christian has heard the word and know at least to a degree that we walk in covenant with God. However, also, for the most part, unfortunately, many Christians don't understand the depth and the importance of covenant. Without covenant, we cannot expect God to hear us on the level that we need him to. He always hears us, 
but will he answer the way the covenant will allow him to answer? In unbroken covenant, God has sworn to us his promises. Without covenant, he will decide only through his mercy. Personally, I'd rather have the sworn promise. Unbroken covenant gives us the right and freedom to enter into the presence of our Father. Covenant allows for us to not only hear his voice, but also to receive his favor. Broken covenant, or worse yet, no covenant at all, allows for fear, doubt, and unbelief to enter in. Broken covenant puts us in harm's way of the enemy. With no covenant, we will find ourselves fighting battles without the help of our covenant partner, God. How many of us remember the video of Paula White as she battled on behalf of the former president, calling for angels from Africa and from everywhere else to come and help her in that battle she was fighting? That help never came because she had broken covenant with the black people who had followed her throughout the many years of her ministry, as well as with God. When she cried out, there was no answer. As I stated in last week's episode, so many will fight battles using and calling on the blood of Jesus with absolutely no results. And it's because their covenant agreement with the Father is not as it should be. Finally, let me say that there is no way that we would handle one another the way we do if we truly understood this part of our spiritual walk with God. As Christians, we should realize that we are responsible as well as accountable to the covenant we've cut with the Father, as well as with those here on earth. You see, they're in covenant with him too. It's so unfortunate that there are those that truly believe that because they're of a different color or ethnicity, that it gives them favor with God. Again, that's the entire intent of the deceiving teachings in many Christian churches and denominations today. To teach and or imply that Jesus is white or that whites are more important to God than any other race is false teaching. It's hypocritical, it's lying, it's deceitful, and it's wrong. And it's all being done with the intent to manipulate the word of God to the benefit of one race over another. For someone to feel that way, maybe they don't teach it, but deep down within their hearts, in their spirits, they actually feel that because their skin is white, that they're above or should be more privileged than someone whose skin is not white. That's what's called white privilege. That is not covenant, not the covenant that God has provided for us. If we truly understood covenant, the way that God has created it and placed it for us to walk in, Christians would never live the hypocritical lives that many of them do. Why do I always talk about covenant? The same reason I always talk about racism. It's because they're both authentic. 
and they both exist. They're both important and they both matter to God. And that's because they're both in the church and the body of Christ. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.